my name is Ava, and today I have on the air with me one of MIHS's most fascinating teachers, Mr. Michael Hughes. Mr. Hughes teaches a variety of challenging and exciting subjects, including engineering, game design, and AP computer science. He is also the advisor of the Lively DJ Club. Along with all of this, Mr. Hughes is one of the few veteran teachers at MIHS. He served in the U.S. Mar Marines? Yep. Can you tell me more about what was it like, um, what it was like serving in the Marines and how long did you serve for? Uh, served for four years, um, which was both. Like afterward, now it seems like it was pretty short, right? It's just four years. But at the same time when you're in it, it felt like a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> time. Um, what was it like? It was definitely interesting. Um, it seems like a lot of my life's been compartmentalized and like something just drastically different, you know, like in those years. So yeah. like, oh, there's this and this. It's not like this thing. So looking back on it, like I've never had those experiences or even thing like them, you know, after that. And um, it definitely was, uh, maybe you can call me like a adrenaline junkie at the time or something like that, but it was definitely more of, I liked that atmosphere. You know what I mean? Of knowing right. like danger was there, you know, doing stuff a lot of people didn't get to do in a normal type career. Um, and I do miss that aspect of it, you know, like these days looking back and be like, oh, it'd be cool if I still did that. But at the same time, I definitely like my freedom you know, being yeah. able to make my own choices and decide for myself. And so that's something that um, I definitely don't remember fondly, you know, or enjoy now that I have, which is definitely why the number one choice, why I decided to get out after my first contract was done after four years, because I was like, oh, I'm ready to continue with my own life at this point. And yeah. A lot of people's directions. So it was fun. I mean, living in foreign countries, um, exploring the whole world in a lot of different areas. Um, and just having a lot of unique experiences really open your eyes a lot more to the world and what's going on out there, as opposed to just like, you know, the little communities usually I grew up in, you know, through yeah. everything else. So that's really cool. Um, what countries did you live in? Uh, first two years was in London, um, which was nice because it's sort of like the whole gateway to Europe. And mm -hmm. one unique aspect that I had in the military since I did those anti-terrorism teams is there's three teams and how it worked is one was always on duty one was training and one literally had off. And so mm -hmm. three weeks, no matter what, we at least had four days off, which is almost unheard of in the military. Like, you know, every three weeks, we had four days to go off anywhere we wanted. In other countries, have some fun. The reason why is how they organized it was they had one team that worked the weekend, but then they had to train that Friday and Monday, like around the week. So mm -hmm. the, the one, another team then trained on the weekend, but then they worked Friday and Monday. So that means the third team always had all four of those days off. And so they just made it rotate that way. So yeah, it sucked the other two weekends because you work pretty much, you know, or trained, you know, Friday through Monday, no matter what. But then that third week comes around and you're off, you know, in Italy, you know, France, you know, up and way crazy. Wind, just going around different areas. And, and that definitely made it worth it. It was really cool. So, yeah. Um, so what made you decide that you wanted to become a teacher and did you teach anywhere before MIHS? So I came from the other side of the state, Spokane, um, mm -hmm. more in um, Shadow Park, which is actually in um, Spokane across the river in, in the actual Spokane school district. It's a pretty big district. And I changed because I've been a programmer for so long now, you know, like I got back into the tech once I came out of the Marine Corps um, besides like, you know, uh, DJing where I did that as a profession, but it was more of a hobby. So on the side, but I did it in an international scene and then obviously acting, but I did that when I was you know younger. So coming out, it was more all just tech orientated and from programming, I started um, making my own business. So I got tired oh, of wow. to make my own business with it. 
But the problem is, is 2008, you know, that where the recession, all that sort of hit and no one, right, yeah. bad way. Um, no one really wanted to pay a bunch of money for some new, you know, software for the business. Most of them was trying to save money. And so I switched to website development and design at that point. Mm -hmm. so I was able to make the selling point of right now, everyone's trying to get money. No one wants to give money that much. And so having a really good website showing your presence is going to draw more people to you when there's only so limited amount of people out there. And I sort of made that sales pitch, you know, in a way, and that sort of got it going again at that point. Um, but then eventually I was doing things like uh, farmers where, you know, instead of these days, instead of going out to the fields and doing soil sample checks and all that, now they actually mm -hmm. have it. Here. Um, it's automated. It does it for you and it automatically, you know, puts it up to a data stream to like a satellite and then they can get the information straight from their house. They never have to go outside and check anymore. Stuff like that. Data driven. Um, but it got boring because it's the same stuff. It's just everything in programming a lot of these days is data manipulation, searching data, you know, how much you can compress it. And it's fun, but it's sort of like, it's not where I wanted to have fun. Like it just became more of like a drone. You just change things here and there, but it's not like you're learning anything new as much anymore. Right. So do something super exciting, like um, nanotechnology. I'd have to go back to school for that anyway, because I have to figure out all the science behind it. Right. Not just the program. Mm -hmm. Um, do something more like switching to cybersecurity or artificial intelligence. That'd be a lot of fun. But again, I have to, you know, switch and add some more um, knowledge to myself or do something completely different and be like the whole, you know, airline pilot, you know, something when you dream about when you're like a little boy mm -hmm. or that was my other one or try acting again. And, um, I've always really liked teaching. I've never done it besides, you know, just teaching stuff in the military to people or, you know, off and on, on the side. Um, but I got tired of staring at a computer screen like day in, day out. Cause that's what I did. Right, yeah. Um, so I figured, you know, teaching history is probably the farthest way I can get from a computer screen. And so I went back and majored in um, social studies, history, and then also secondary education and came out and then started teaching at Cheadle Park. And that was all history. So I did like current world affairs and that type of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, when I saw this job and I came over here, I actually was first applying for a history position. Oh, okay. Social studies. But then uh, Miss Puckett called me up and was like, hey, you have all this programming experience. We're doing it. Can you, we need someone as a programmer too. Do you mind doing both interviews? And then uh, this one paid more because the one was only part-time, wasn't full-time. Yeah. And I thought about actually accepting it um, when they offered it. I was like, okay, I'll try the computer science. So that's sort of like the whole road of how I got there. Yeah. So um, what has been your favorite class to teach that you've ever taught? AP. It's definitely yeah. more of... I like the challenge. It's right up the alley that, you know, things that I love to do anyway. And I'm not looking at a screen all day. It's different this year, right? We're like, yeah, right. screen. it's like, what, why am I teaching? I could like be programming <laughs> instead of I'm seeing a screen I'm making a lot more money, but it comes down to the students. I really love interacting with students and seeing it, you know, where they go and how they progress. And um, it's definitely really well worth it. So yeah, the programming side is definitely probably still my most fun. Although the DJ club is a lot of fun. That actually is one of the reasons why I accepted this job at Mercer Island high school. Oh Yeah. You guys have your own radio station. There's not too many high schools that do. So I knew at some point trying to merge the DJ club and actually, you know, being able to do DJ type sets on the radio and do that type of stuff is actually one of the deciding factors of why I actually accepted the position in the first place. Even though I knew it was going to be down the road a ways before I really, you know, tempted that much with it. Um, that definitely had a deciding factor. So. Yeah. And we love our radio station. It's. I know it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, what has been the greatest challenge of teaching online this year? Ooh, that's a good one. For me, I think, you know, probably every teacher thinks it's really hard for them, right? Because it's yeah. their, they're trying to change it. But again, it's, I think it's hard for me because the programming wasn't too bad. It was just trying to make iPads be able to work with programming. And oh, yeah. 
we got past that, you know, because there's a lot of tools online that still does it for you. But the hardest thing for the engineering is SolidWorks. There's no way you're getting mm -hmm. SolidWorks running on an iPad. Um, so all that engineering side of it was out the window. And unfortunately, between waiting for payments to come through, trying to do cloud-based ones, it worked. But it took months to finally get that to the point where it was working and fine. So I literally had to keep creating these assignments as not just busy work, because I don't like busy work, right? No one does. At the same time, I had to create something, so I recreate the whole curriculum to make it so it works for it. And the students are um, disappointed because they're not working with 3D printers. They're not able to actually you know, create the things they want. And so trying to create something that's fun, but also something that's not what they have envisioned was pretty hard for me to put together. That was my biggest challenge, so. Yeah, I was originally going to, um be in the the engineering class and I was like very bummed about it but that it was going to be online but I got radio class instead so I'm kind of happy about it but still I would have liked to have taken it and get that knowledge yeah they're um, they're making a lot of home projects so yeah like water filters and all these type of things and seeing who does better and so it's still fun but it's not the same so it's probably yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all the questions that I have for today. And that's all the time that we have. Um, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I really enjoyed it. Of course. See you guys. All right. See you.